you have just entered the Katie Ma podcast, keyboard plus mouse or die. Welcome to episode 61 of the KB Mop Podcast, guys. To all the people live here, we are on the 61st episode. No Scott Fisher tonight. Too busy being super famous uh, and going to movie premieres and stuff or something. No, he's just, he's way, way beyond his own ego at this point. Uh, uh, he's just out of control. He's but. Out of control. We have a plenty, good, several replacements for Scott. It's what he does best, so now we're replacing him. Uh, we got Hex joining us tonight, of course. Back again. And we've got Knack Fenton and John and Brandon from the normal cast. And then, of course, tonight, we've been waiting. We had to wait an extra week, guys, but they're here. We got Jason Hughes and Paul Lloyd from Pocket here. Hey, Hello. guys. And they will be talking some hawking with us talking so uh, so smooth <laughs> talking some hawking <laughs> so oh, nice <laughs> <laughs> so uh we'll start with jason so why don't you tell uh tell the people what you do there hello with, people with the old hawking. hello people yes. Um, <laughs> I am here uh, at Adhesive Games. I am the producer of the title. Um, I do lots of things. I'm all, o- I'm all over the place. I am the guy who uh, tries to keep all the gears moving uh, and get this thing done and make it an awesome game. And so, then it- so many hats. So uh, I am the publishing producer over on the meteor side of things. So uh, I work directly with Jason to... Uh, Get pup, get get Hawking uh, out. Uh, I do all the publishing side tasks, though, so I deal with like release management stuff. You know the ratings and the localization, and uh, you know we provide QA for for Jason and the guys down at Adhesive, uh, and then also the you know business side of things and um, everything that Jason doesn't need to bother with, so that he can focus on making <laughs> the game. <laughs> so. It's been kind of crazy. We uh, we first heard of this game, and, and everyone, at least with our site, all, all the people who pay attention to KMO were super pumped uh, when Hawking was first announced, because mainly because there hasn't been a mech game for a long time. And now there's uh, you guys and, and a new mech <laughs> warrior coming out, so everyone's really pumped. Yeah. And I got to, uh, got to play the game at, at PAX East at the party you guys had with... Uh, uh, with John, John was also at it, and we both got to get hands on with it there, and that only made us more excited. Yeah, that feels like forever wow. ago. How long ago was that? It, what month was that? That was, that was, that was April. That was, that was April. Yeah, April. Was yeah, April? beginning of April. Oh, okay. That was so long ago. It feels like so long ago. <laughs> I'm an old man now. I know. So what's it? I mean, what's it been like? It's been crazy. Like we've been keeping up with the news. You got. Uh, Tons of hype with the game now. You've got the live action trailers going out. You got all the funding coming in. You got uh, E3. It was super well received. Yeah. The Oculus riffs on it. So what's that been like? I mean, it's 
been kind of a crazy ride, I would guess. It's been a crazy ride. We've been really fortunate. I think, uh, you know, when I met you guys and, and you had a chance to have some hands-on time there at, uh, at, at PAX East, I mean, that was, I made a big deal of it then, and I, I still make a big deal of it. That was, that was the first time that we'd really had anyone <laughs> have a chance to play some of the game like that. I mean, we hadn't focused on, we haven't been focusing on press. Very few people outside of adhesive and, uh, and even the, the meteor office had, had a chance to, to really play it. And, and, Getting feedback from the fans, that was a really big deal. And that's part of why I, f like I flew out there. I mean, not only is PAX East awesome, but um, to talk to people who had a chance and, and play a really early build of the game. I mean, that was pretty That was pretty basic at that point. It was a match. Um, it was like a map and a match that, uh, you know, that, I, that I brought with me. So um, everything past that point, it's just been a matter of just getting the you know getting the game done it, it takes a lot to get games done development is development is development is hard um <laughs> but but to get work everything is hard. work is hard to get everything to get everything done and to, and to make sure that the game is going to be something that not only we're proud of but people are going to have a fun time time with that uh that's mo no small task and and with uh e3 the reception was 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 great. It was all that we could have hoped for, and even most recently at PAX Prime, like it was another awesome chance to have a chance to uh, to meet fans and talk to them about it, and see people lining up multiple times, and always having a line to play the game. That's always a, that's always a good sign that you're onto something good. Yeah, that was really probably one of the greatest moments for for me personally. Was you know PAX is um, you guys know. I mean, as you know, Meteor is located in Seattle, so PAX Prime is kind of like. Yeah, for us, that's, that's like our backyard, right? You know, it's our bread and butter. It's it's kind of you know hometown hometown advantage thing, and and we were just so excited to see a never ending line of people coming to play the game and just standing around to watch the game. And both Jason and I were like taking duty, uh, you know, switching duty as uh, you know playing kind of like a, a makeshift announcer for the game, which was just a lot of fun. People were just having a blast. People were coming back playing the game again and again and again. And, um, you know, it always, it's kind of like, a, it's, it's, it's great to see all that work validated, right? You know, I'm sure Jason can speak to it even more than I can of just being able to see all that hard work and all those late nights paying off in the form of smiles and laughs as people are just sitting at the keyboard blowing each other up. Yeah, that's, that's, that's no small thing. Um, I've been in the industry for a while and that never, that never gets old for me. Yeah, I wanted to get more hands-on time with it at PAX, but there was always a line and so I didn't. You know, I felt bad. Like I didn't want to, I didn't want to take up other people's time with it. But uh, you are, and you now are just an alpha. And yep. so, what uh, you were just talking to us before the cast a little bit about, um, kind of the amount the game has already iterated. You know, mm -hmm. even from PAX East, like you said, seems like forever ago. Because I'm sure the game has changed quite a bit from from then until now. Definitely. Right. Yeah. <laughs> totally. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's a lot of. I mean, the fortunate thing that we had is uh, we sort of hit the, a good sweet spot with uh, with the gameplay, um, and it and it started feeling good even from the beginning. So that's a that that's a tricky thing to hit. You know, as long as the game is fun uh, and people have a good time with it, that's 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 what you want to hit. And being able to to get that right or to at least be on that track early on that does nothing but help us um but uh but yeah things have totally yeah, totally changed um and it's also a matter of making sure that 
we're there to support the public with additional content and uh, making sure that it works smoothly and that people the customization works and that it's actually uh, and that it's engaging and you know all the different assets that are in there the game des- the design mechanics there's a lot that goes into it because we I mean we really have since 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 last year about a year you know the game is the scope for the game has gone up since it where it was uh, since where it was a year ago. Uh, there's no question. Paul's laughing. But <laughs> I, am, I am laughing because he's it's like an understatement so, of the so world. nonchalant about it. Yeah, the scope of the game's gone up. You know, we just we added we added a couple things. You know, we just added so the, the initial the initial video you guys released that like people went absolutely batshit insane yeah. over. There was like two of you working on the game at that point, right? <laughs> there was very. Uh, there was there's four. There's four. There was four. Okay. There was, uh, <laughs> I think I think at the peak of that there were maybe I think it was like nine guys. I think at peak to where that video came out, and a lot of it was just interns. A lot of it was, you know, just guys who wanted to work on the project and and get some hands-on time with with development and and like I, like I said, even in sort of the pre-show, it was there were eleven of us here in March of this year. Um, and that was it. So what you guys saw basically at PAX was as a result of at most like 11 guys um, as far as development is, is concerned. So everyone worked really, really hard and we've done nothing but um, just up the scope and, and up the ante, push in, push all in on a lot of stuff. And, and I think that, uh, um, that you're going to see the effort in not only the maps and stuff that we haven't shown, but what people have seen and, you know, all the little extra bells and whistles, the sugar on top that's being there, the polish that, that we put in, there's so much effort and, and attention on polish. Um, so that when, uh, when everyone has a chance to play in December, like that'll be, um, you know, if we have people's interest now, hopefully we can, uh, you know, we can get even more interest in December and keep them playing. Yeah, one of the, I mean, as far as the game itself, I mean, I think John will agree. The, from going from the, the PAX East extremely early build to playing it at PAX Prime was like, the game, the game wasn't bad at all in the early build. But, I mean, you could obviously tell it was an early build. But when getting our hands on the PAX Prime build, I mean, the way, the way it looked just visually, I mean, goodness. <laughs> So much polish has been added right. since then. There's a lot of uh, it, a, there's a lot of little things that that go in. I mean, we've had uh, we've had a great um, you know we've had a great partnership with uh, with Nvidia. Those guys are those guys are amazing, and uh, we definitely haven't shown all we're going to have for launch as far as uh, you know as far as cool stuff is concerned. But like I said, it's little things. Like you can see now, if you you know if you played the game of Pact, you could see some of the you know the debris and particles that actually stay persistent now and can get kicked around, and those actually have um, you know collision attached to it. So it's like it's the lighting. We've done a lot of stuff with lighting and some post processing, and, and um, it's just all those little things that we work on to try to make it just even that much more of an experience. And we're always tweaking. What people see now is like that is not what is is going to like the base is there, but hopefully December it's you know people think it's even holy smokes even like that much better than what they're seeing now. That's the crazy thing about Hawken, <laughs> right? I mean, when you when you're talking about Hawken as a game, right? Like what? What is what? It's a first-person shooter, right? And how many first-person shooters are out of there? There's a ton of them. So, like, why is Hawken so? Why does it stand out so much? And and one of the really important things, like the I would say, the key pillars for us, when in in terms of like what's important when developing Hawken is is that experience of being in a mech, right? And like Jason talked about, those little details they're so paramount too. 
recreating an experience for the player where they they don't feel like they're just another dude pointing and shooting. They're in a mech. They feel that weight and that power behind that you know machine. So they don't so they don't feel like every other FPS. They feel like it's a unique experience that no other game provides. And and just everything from just like little sounds of the mech walking to the yep. to the way that the UI moves to the way that the weapons fire to the way that the chassis swivels, it's all very planned and methodically thought out yes. to, to, create a, to create an experience for the players. Yeah, that, that was the first thing I noticed at PAX, and I told Dan, because like, I, I, I played it before he did, because I guess he, sh- he showed up a little after me, I think. And he walked yeah. up to me and he says, how is it? And I was like, you're in a mech. That's how you explain how Hawken feels. It's like you're, you're in a mech. There's there's nothing else to it. Like you're playing a shooting game inside of a mech. It's it's incredible how how unique it feels. Yeah, and I cool. think like because it feels unique, you know, you're you're because you're a mech game, you kind of are already starting out in a different place than a lot of shooters out there. But you also don't have like a ton of other shooters to draw from. You know, in terms of like how the mech should look, how the I mean, there are a lot of games, first person shooter games, that kind of look the same, and you kind of know what. You know what your UI should look like. You know, kind of what are you going to have aim down sight? Are you not? It's like you don't really have those those uh, sort of starting points to even ask because I think that we haven't really seen like a present day mech game. So you're kind of building from the ground up on on a lot of those core pieces of the gameplay. Right? You know what's re- you know what's really interesting about that though is like you know some would call those challenges and I would call them opportunities because it's actually kind of a it's it's almost a sort of freedom for us to be able to not have to worry about the common conventions of typical FPS games because we don't have to do those things. Like, you're in a mech. You're not a person. So we can do new things, and it's fine. We can go in new directions, and, you know, we're encouraged to go in new directions to kind of change what people think is an FPS, right? Yeah, exactly. And and there's even things with the, uh, I mean, with the movement, that's that's the hardest thing at first. I think when getting into the game where if you're if you're out there, if you're watching right now live, if you get into Hawken at some point, you know, beta or this alpha or whatever, um, the first thing you will notice is that you'll be like, oh, it's a first person shooter. And then it's totally not once you <laughs> once you're in the cockpit, like uh, using the S to 180 and uh, that kind of stuff uh, and then being able to double tap and kind of sprint and those kind of things it's it's totally different that way i mean that's um, that's a good point that's something that i've tried to uh, that i point out is you know the videos make the game look like one way if you're passively watching the game it looks you know like yeah whatever it looks like it looks like what you're seeing right but if you're playing the game it does feel different it does feel different than it does to watch it there there are subtleties there and that's part of that polish but that's it does play differently than it looks so I, I, there are a lot of first-person shooters out there, but the difference is, if people just sort of give it a just give it a try, see how it feels. It it feels different than it looks a little bit. Just just the tip. Yeah. Just a just the <laughs> tip. Just give it a try. Danger <laughs> zone. Lana. <laughs> you guys talk a little bit about um, kind of where I guess what what is in the alpha now in terms of like, you know, game types or kind of whatever you can talk about now and, and maybe what's coming down the pipeline that people can expect to see as the alpha progresses and then into beta and then ultimately into the, the release date of uh, that, that 12, 12, 12 date. Well, that's so, it, 
No, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Paul. Uh, so I'd, I'd say first, the most important thing uh, to to understand about our alpha is that we were more concerned with other things that weren't necessarily uh, revolving around gameplay for alpha. You know, like uh, right. uh, we we want to make sure that the game can be played by tons of people. <laughs> so, I mean, uh, in terms of the content in, in, in the alpha, uh, you know, it's, it's not really so much about that as it is about having a really smooth yeah. experience for launch. I will say that... Um I will say that the focus, a lot of the focus of what we're curious about for Alpha isn't necessarily things that people will see. Um, you know, we have some game modes in there, we have some maps in there, and we have, you know, our storefront, and um, we have elements of customization. We have all that stuff, but there's a lot that people don't see of why we're doing mm -hmm. Alpha and what we're sort of fixing behind the scenes and, and what we're trying to, to have polished up. So... Um, for us, it's it's not so much about testing specific content at this point. It's testing functionality. It's testing performance. It's testing things globally. It's testing. I mean, yeah. I mean, we still have to optimize the game. There's so many content has to go in there. I mean, it's there's a whole mix of stuff that still has to be done. Um, and like the full version of the game has those things. This is more about okay. We need to you know we hit a certain point in development where we start where we need feedback and we need a lot of people a lot of other people testing the game to see what happens. Yeah, it's, um, it's, 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 I mean, we're ratcheting down the bolts, right? Just tightening everything up and going and going. Wait, so wait you're, saying, you're saying that, that the alpha's purpose is to gather data and it's not just like a massive, <laughs> a massive marketing scheme? What? <laughs> I can say that it is, it is a true alpha test. And guess what? Our closed beta will be a true beta test. It is, uh, no. We yeah, if you can believe it, it, it is not a marketing. Uh, it's not a marketing beta. That you know, without naming names, uh, that is something that's always cracked me up. Is like, oh yeah, so we're launching this beta for everyone to try. Uh, oh. The game's already being manufactured right now, um, oh. <laughs> but uh, but it is a beta, and uh, we'll, we want we'll people's feedback, and we'll take your we'll take your feedback. But uh, but yes, you'll money. be able to buy it in two weeks. And buy your way into the alpha. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's it's an interesting thing uh, in terms of like how we're trying to approach. You know the qual providing a high quality experience. You know, if we can leverage the Hawk and player base as you know quality assurance, essentially, like if they can, you know, we will let them come play the game, and if they'll let us know if something's wrong early, then we're going to have a smoother launch, right? You know, that's really important to us. I'm, everybody's played games. I won't name any specific games, but I'm sure you can all think of games this year where we were so excited on launch day and everything blew up in a fire. You know, and that's the last thing that yeah. we want for Hawk. And we want people to just be able to jump on and immediately have fun. And we want the game to be smooth and play well for everybody. And we don't want issues. And so, yeah, just like Jason said, you know, we, we actually want data. We're very, that's we, what we want more than anything is we want people to get in, play the game and tell us. 37 know. is my favorite number. 30. <laughs> Error 37, anyone? Yeah. Yeah. No, I <laughs> anyone? There we go. Dealer? I see, I, see what, I see what you did there. Yeah, yeah, that's happening with Miss right now. That's pretty smooth. I've, I've been seeing tweets. And there, are t there are the technical aspects, but there's also just the gameplay aspects. There's a lot of when you're really close to a game, and I do nothing but look at Hawken, you know, for 60 hours a week, whatever it is. Like you, right. you, there are certain things. It's just natural. You just lose. It's a force from the trees kind of thing. So yeah. if you're if you're out there 
and you say, hey, you, you like this game, would really like to see. What is confusing to you? What doesn't make sense? And there are things that, you know, feedback that we get, that we can get where it's like, wow, I had, like, I had no idea that was confusing to somebody, or I had no idea that they didn't know what that means, or I had no idea they had a problem with that, or look, everyone's getting caught up on this one corner. Why is that? I've never done that. So it's, it's that kind of, it's, it's that kind of feedback that is, it's absolutely like beyond essential uh, to make sure this all goes goes smoothly. And I, I think the fact that we had it in players' hands before press, um, I think that just sort of speaks to to what's important to us. Um, obviously, not that that you know press taking a look at it isn't important, but the focus is. I mean, we have forums set up for those who are on Alpha right now so they can give us feedback. Um, not only do we have questionnaires, but also just forums set up so people can take a look at that. And within hours, like we, there are guys here at the studio who started uh, taking a look at that stuff and, and, and posting comments. So it's like it, we aren't taking it lightly. Uh, and it's, it's all part of what's necessary to make sure this thing is, is as good as we can possibly get it. It's, it's funny, and it almost sounds cliche, right? You know, to hear like, oh, we're all about the player. You know, like, I mean, how, we hear that all the time. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm a gamer. I'm a huge gamer. I've been playing games since I was like five years old. And so I've heard that so many times. I'm like, yeah, you're all about the player. Yeah, sure you are. You're all about my money. That's what you're all about. But, like, really, Jason, like, is totally on. He's, he's, hitting, he's hitting it right on the point. And then, like, we want, the community is so important, right? Like, at the end of the day, your players are your bread and butter. So like they're your most important resource. We want we're making this game for them, you know. We 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 want them to enjoy it and it, it's funny, you know, like Jason talks about the the forest or the tree forest from the trees and it, it it happens. You know, you you don't want it to happen. You you try to avoid it, but it's so hard to not get inside that little box and it's so it, it never ceases to amaze me like when you put the game out there in the wild and you let people start playing it people will always surprise you. Like rule number one of game development, people will always surprise you and they will do things <laughs> you never, ever thought you could do in your game. So, yeah, so it definitely is going to be, so if anyone does win an alpha key tonight, it is definitely going to be a real alpha. So uh, be prepared for that and be prepared to give actual feedback. Um so, feedback is good. It's what we want. It's, yes. what, we, it's what we crave. And Please learn, learn, feedback. learn how learn how to give feedback to people. Take this as a as a as a lesson on how to give feedback to people. Learn and how am, to do it correctly. It's uh, and and I will say it is perfectly okay if you don't like something. That is that that is okay. Just be able to have like a real like a conversation. Uh, about it, constructive feedback. I'm totally like, I always I love talking to people about the game. There, you know, any of the shows that we've gone to, and and even as recent as Pax Prime, people having concerns or questions about stuff. I love talking about things because um, I that's part of part of my existence on this thing is to it's make to it talk. as good as possible and yeah. and to find out what's you know what people are liking, what they have questions of. So as long as it's like as long as it's real feedback, constructive, there's some thought behind it. Um, it's really frustrating and, and really difficult to respond to. Your game effing sucks. I'm like, oh well, okay. Um, Thanks, bro. That one. That's my that's Thanks. my favorite one. Thanks, bra. Thanks, bro. I'll, I'll, I'll go take that back to the devs. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know how to uh, I don't know how to use that feedback really. I don't. <laughs> how do I make it? How do, how do I fix that? So you have to, because he doesn't like it. You have to start the project over entirely. <laughs> yeah. right. because All it's right. shit. <laughs> exactly. 
So we should. I, I, so so they're no, saying like, uh, all caps, all caps rants on Twitter. I think is is what you're asking for, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's what you definitely would want. What? Actually, know. read your fucking NDA too. None of that. <laughs> yeah. Actually, no more le- no more lectures up. from Jason on Twitter, guys. Do read. <laughs> do read Please read the NDA. A couple people got banned today. Good. Yep. Good old good old Nikon Punch, who's one of our guys who helps us on the site here, uh, found like three videos today yeah. and tweeted them all out and was like, dislike and flag these. Yeah. So it's yep. unfortunate. I mean, it's and part of part of why we're taking it seriously is you know perception is a perception is a big deal of of the game where I I think. You know, I gave sort of the thumbs up and the and a go ahead to do something that I'm not sure a lot of developers do or kind of. I, I mean, I don't know if it'll bite us or not, but I mean, we we have in there as you know some stuff that clearly we have marked as as not final stuff. It's very it's very clear. So yeah. people who aren't involved and aren't going through that entire flow of the NDA and and the chat and the. Um, you know, and the and the forums and 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 that entire process of of why we're doing the alpha and what that actually means to us, um, being an outsider and just kind of looking at that. You know, it's it's just stuff. Not all that stuff is ready for for people to see. We're really pulling back the curtain on I think more than uh, than a lot of people do. I mean, we're confident in it, but at the same time, there's you know there's a reason it's closed for a reason. We we. We need to keep it focused, and we need to keep it, uh, you know, on point, and 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 it really is just to try to make the game better. So I think the next thing we wanted to dive into here is the competitive side of things. Oh, um, what, what's what's what what's the approach to esports for you guys? Like, is it something that you're considering? Is it something that you take very seriously? It's. I did. I did uh, watch the uh, Valencia e Congress for a little bit. I noticed you had a. Had a rep at that. Yeah. I don't know if you guys. But, I, I so obviously there's some interest. It's totally it's totally something that's that's important to us. Uh, esports is definitely on our radar, and um, I mean for for anyone that follows esports, like that stuff's just getting out of control, right? I mean it's it's growing so fast, and I mean this year I was at, when I was at Gamescom, the the crowds at the League of Legends tournament or the StarCraft Two tournament were like I. I I don't even know how many people. I have to imagine it was probably like a professional football game. It was like a professional it's, football it's game. It was insane. To that point, yeah. They had rows of chairs like set up in these massive booth spaces, and they were all filled plus people in the aisles. Like you couldn't people even move sit, through yeah. those areas. Yeah, it was insane. And so, like, I mean, would we like that for Hawken? Definitely. It's, and and uh, do we think that Hawken kind of fits into that mold? I mean, totally. Hawken is is a twitch skill based game it, it, it there's so many moments and I mean, what makes esports awesome right like why do people watch esports because those games cater to a certain kind of element that allows people to get excited and create situations like just like in any real sport right like you watch sports and when when a player does something amazing you're just like blown away and it's it's entertainment on a level that you just can't you can't manufacture right it just kind of org- organically happens and i feel like that happens with Hawken so many times, there's so many times when like you go rushing into a point and there's three mechs and there's no way you should win that battle. But like for whatever reason, things roll you away. You like you throw a grenade in the right direction and hits these guys and you're able to like somebody comes in and snipes the dude to your right. And just, you know, those like edge of your seat moments, uh, which which I think make esports so attractive. Like we, we definitely want to uh, to put Hawken out there. Uh, we we're, we're we're working with. Uh, we're working on our esports strategy right now. We we don't have a uh, any uh, anything that we can specifically announce 
as to yeah. what we're going to be doing. But I mean, yeah, it's totally on the radar, and we we totally want to want to to break into esports with Hawken. So I have I have a question for you guys. Like being somebody who's played a lot of first person shooters at at a pretty high level, um, how do you feel like the like Hawken? Playing Hawken, how do you feel other FPSs translate into that? Because the the thing that you'll notice about Hawken, anybody who gets an alpha key or anybody who's played it, is that it doesn't feel like any shooter you've ever played before. So you're gonna you're gonna feel completely out of place for a while. How do you feel like you're going to be able to pull like old school FPS players who've been playing other FPS games at the highest levels into Hawken, and how well do you think they'll translate? It's definitely a paradigm shift, right? You know, there's because it's such a different game you're right it's like those older those older fps players are definitely going to have to go through uh kind of a a watershed moment where they're like all right well i know how to play fps's but there's some there's some there's some differences here like in the speed that with the way that the mech you know, the movement first of all is totally different like people are going to have to relearn movement a little bit like there's no such thing as side dashing in normal fps's it's actually funny like we play hawking so much i was i was telling jason the other day that i was playing borderlands 2 the other night and i kept wanting to side dash and i was getting pissed off that i couldn't side dash and i kept getting killed by things because i was my 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 thing is like you know a lot a lot of guys have that really fast twitch reaction. Somebody shooting them in the back, and they can just fling their mouse around and snap right onto them. You're not going to be able yeah. to do that in Hawking, and that's yeah, going to be funny that. as hell to see people try to do that. That's you it's, know what it's it's something you can kind of do with the 180, right? But yeah, like movement is a lot more important. Hello. Well, and not just mechy, but like efficiency of movement, right? Like when you decide heck? to make oh, the real. The real skilled players in Hawken, like when you really start to to take apart like why a player is better than another player at Hawken, there's a very specific set of skills that they'll have. And one of those is efficiency of movement. Because it's a mech and because there's things that are there's limitations to how it moves, there's you know, like they're gonna have to learn when's the best time to use a specific movement. It's not yep. as simple it's not as simple as just like, oh, I'll move left or I'll move right. Like when you when you decide to boost, you're essentially, you know, like you're, you're dodging a weapon, but you're also opening yourself up to a vulnerability, right? Like, one of the things that I'll do all the time, like, this is kind of a pro move. When you go into battle... <laughs> <laughs> this guy, this Paul, guy's this already... Pro move. I know, I'm this, like, this, this guy over here, kind of Paul, move. yeah. Oh, look at me, I, I got a pro <laughs> move. Let me, let me tell you how the pros do it. Let me fucking talk, I'm just trying to talk here, man. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so, anyway, yeah, pro tip, everyone. Now, um... When you go into battle, like you, you can tell who's a new player because typically what they'll do is like you, you'll start shooting at someone and they'll immediately dash. It's the first thing that they do. They'll just dash out of the way. If they're hitting you with your, if you're hitting, if you're getting hit with primary guns, like primary weapons obviously don't do as much weapon damage as secondary weapons. So like you can tell who's a new player because they'll just dash immediately, which means they burned up that dash. Right? There's a cooldown before you can dash again. So what I'll do is I'll trick people into dashing and then. You know, depending on the direction I think they're going to dash, you just fire your special weapon and, you know, you lead them, basically. But that's something that's different for, FP for FPS players, right? They're going to have to start learning to anticipate those kind of movements from people. Because when the mechs dash, like, they move so fast that you're not going to catch them mid-flight. You're going to have to anticipate where they're going and shoot there. Like, that's, that's when, when you start doing that, that's when you start, like, getting really good at the game and start outmaneuvering out people. Because you know when to use your quick movements, your dashes, and your and your and your 180s and things like that to kind of 
maximize the efficiency of your movement and give yourself an advantage over other players who aren't being as efficient with their movement and who aren't able to keep their weapons on you for as long because they're being sloppy. Does that make sense? Yeah, that's another thing that, that Hawken has in common with other FPSs. I mean, it's a different it's a different mechanic, obviously, with the movement in Hawken, but half of being a good Quake player or being a good Team Fortress 2 player is all movement. I mean, like, if you, wa- if you watch a professional Quake player play, like, he's strafe jumping faster than you can imagine. And yeah. that, that's, that's what set him, sets him apart, is his ability to utilize everything in the game, movement-wise, to, you know, outclass his opponents. And I think that's something that Hawken shares with games yeah, like Quake. Yeah. I mean, I know we Let's, talk about that a lot, like, games like Tribes and Quake and stuff. Those are the games I like the most when they have that big movement component. And Hawken definitely feels like that, too. Well, that's also that was also a very conscious decision as far as you know our design is concerned. Is there are no there's no one hit kills. There's no one shot kills, and and the the reason for that is I mean not only are you in a mech, but it's about it's a little bit of a miniature sort of standoffs. It's a little sort of miniature yeah, gotta, chess players, uh, yeah. chess moves with with players that you're you know that you're that you're playing against. Um, you have these sort of back and forths that that go on, and there's a lot of strategy. Uh, just even with one-on-one encounters, like it, the goal is to really get familiar with with how you move and how you play, when to shoot, when you don't, what items you should use, when you use your special ability. There's when people get in there, there there's there's a lot more uh, there's a lot more depth to it than than what it appears with uh, with the options that we have in there. And that's no one-hit kills. We want we want there to be some strategy in the in those face-offs. Well, and that's right. that's something that's very important with shooters, though. Like that movement mechanic, sure, that's that's there for the players who you know take it seriously, want to get really good. But a normal player can just pick up the game and come in, and they'll probably be able to kill somebody. I think right. you have to find that that correct balance there. Like I can, you know, <coughs> anybody could pick up tribes and kill somebody yeah. at some point, eventually, maybe. Maybe not your best example. One of the things that's great about Hawken is it's, it's easy to pick up, right? Like. Like any good game, it's easy to pick up. You can start playing. You can figure it out really quickly and get the basics of the mechanics, right? But the real fun comes from the mastery of those mechanics. Like, you know, for instance, one of my, one of my favorite moves to pull on people with the Sable Rifle. Like the Sable oh, Rifle. is this another pro tip, Paul? Is this another pro tip? <laughs> oh, God. I did tell everyone to tweet pro tip. Hashtag PTP pro tip, Paul. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> already, I can already see in the chat line. They're already on my Twitter feed hashtagging pro tip on my <laughs> Twitter account. <laughs> so um, the, 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 the Sable Rifle is... It, it, it's not very effective with no scope. You can't really no scope with it. When you shoot the sable rifle, which is the, the equivalent of our sniper rifle, um, with, when you're not scoped, it wanders quite a bit. So, like, if they're outside, I'd say, what, Jason, 15, 20 meters, like, your chance of hitting them is pretty low. It's going to miss. But, you know, like, when players get really good, like, some of the players who love to play with the sable rifle, like, they'll be, like, flying through the air, and a dude will come dashing out, and they'll just, like, they'll middle mouse real, real quick to zoom in, boom and just like blast the guy and then like zoom back out and go back to run like just a real quick scope and then and then move on and it's just like so fun to watch because it's like so quick and dirty that you're like oh yes <laughs> you heard it here first hawken will have quick scoping yeah <laughs> yeah you can zoom in Prepare and out with the scope the really fast. it's like it's literally just like you know like that so fast. We, did, we did we did slow that down just a little bit yeah <laughs> maybe a little bit but i mean you can quick scope but because you can one-shot people... <laughs> we did slow that down just a little bit. 
because you can't. <laughs> it's not like you can run around quick scoping and just killing everyone in one hit. It's it's more of a thing like if somebody surprises you, like because most of the time as a sniper, like one of the things that sucks as a sniper is like if somebody surprises you up close, like usually that's if and you have your sniper rifle out, usually that's GG, right? Like oh crap. I have one bullet and then I have to reload and they have a shotgun. I'm not going to win this battle. But, you know, in Hawken, you can actually still make things happen with the quick scoping. You're not totally defenseless. You heard it here first, guys. Quick scoping montages from Hawken. Using the sniper kit effectively. Um, using, yeah, aggressive sniping. Uh, all right, guys, we're going to take a quick break and then we'll be back with Paul and Jason for some questions from you guys from Twitter. And, uh, yeah, we'll see you in about 30 seconds. Woo-hoo. <laughs> you got that tweet, John. Already out. I want to introduce you guys to Beard Voice. Have you ever heard of Beard Voice? <laughs> no. Okay. Beard, Beard Voice is it was invented by Michael McDonald. Uh, oh. <laughs> I, I oh, actually, I, I, I think I've told you about Beard Voice, haven't I, Jason? I have this theory that because of his beard, like that if you shaved Michael McDonald's beard, he would actually sound totally different. It's because of his beard that sounds the way that he does. His hair filters through his beard hair in a specific way to actually change it. <laughs> yeah, it's beard voice. Beard voice. I need to grow my beard back now. So I can get some beard voice going. <laughs> Michael McDonald speaks to me, but I can't understand what he's saying. <laughs> That's right, Mark. <clears throat> Hex, beard too small for beard voice. That's a hashtag, Hex. Beard too small for beard voice. The assassin, the ultimate troll. I bet Jared sounds like a total nerd. <laughs> if you <laughs> shave it off. Shape. Hi, guys. Yeah. Do you want to play some BLR? Hey, guys. <laughs> Jared Garrison. <laughs> <laughs> I like games. <laughs> he kind of sounds like that now, doesn't he? Like a, yeah, a little <laughs> like bit. Games. That's it's a little Jared yeah. right there. Uh, <laughs> all right, so so we're back. Uh, if you are watching us live, uh, we just tweeted out. If you uh, if you want access to the alpha, you can retweet the tweet that we just tweeted. Um, and anyone who retweets before the end of the stream, uh, we will pick. Uh, 10 random winners to get alpha keys. Um, so that doesn't do any good for you audio listeners, but uh, you should tune in live. So. Tweet it now, bitch! <laughs> you said tweet seven times in one sentence, just so you know. They counted. That's amazing. That's a lot of tweets. Well, I'm pretty sure that I mean, was seven times. Oh, I want to make sure they understand that it, it's on Twitter. That that's Guys, you know what Twitter is? is so, you're, so, you're so you're telling me it's on Twitter. <laughs> if your name is Cheddar Chaz and you work for the site, you're not eligible. Sorry, bro. <laughs> Sorry, bro. We tried. I mean, we we didn't try, but whatever. If you come back, so, with, if, if Cheddar Chaz, you come back with a beard voice, then I, I may make an exception. <laughs> <laughs> Nepotism is strictly disallowed, except for beards. Yes, exactly. So we do have some questions we collected from Twitter before uh, before the. Uh, podcast began. Uh, Meds boss wants to know if there will be a Bender or Optimus Prime skin for the Max. <laughs> oh, that would be amazing! Oh. 
especially a bender skin. Yeah. yeah. A bend skin would be fantastic. And the fuel gauge just says beer instead of fuel. <laughs> Ooh. Ooh. Fuel Actually, gauge says, says gamma laps. Oh, that's, that's gold, Jason. I think we need to write that down. Oh, man. The bender, bender mech. Might run into uh, some issues with, you know, the bender character, but we might we might have some problems with both of those. Uh, yeah. <laughs> better get on that licensing. Fender. Yeah. Fender. <laughs> His name is Fender. Yeah. Licensing. Claptrap. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I I think there is gonna be a lot of customization though. There is gonna be uh, a lot of customization, that is that is for sure. Um, so we definitely yeah. want to be able to customize the the you know the visuals of their Mac. You know, people are what's the word? Egotistical. They like <laughs> they like they Wait, like win them over, Paul. Look at me. <laughs> Look at That's me. That's a pro tip so, from Paul. Yeah. I'm gonna be giving these away for free all night. So seriously, if you're not, you're not listening <laughs> to this podcast, you are missing out. Step one, listen to Paul's So you're pro all tips. egotistical pricks and listen to his pro tips. Because <laughs> he is Stop. superior. I, I guess what I'm saying is like people care about what they look like, right? You know, like if you it's I mean some some people do. I can't say all people do. Like people that play some people when they play MMOs, they spend a lot of time creating their character because they care about what their character looks like and they have to look at it and they want it to look cool. Some people don't care about that, but def- there are people that do and we want to definitely give those people options to like customize their mech and make it look the way that they like, you know, so that when they're rolling around on the battlefield, they're like, yeah, I'm in a badass mech. Exactly. Exactly. I, I may or may not. I John, I you did. I may or may not have had tons of uh, role-playing gear in my WoW bags. <laughs> that may or may not have been a thing. Did I do it? Wait, 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 wait. wait. Did, I, did I just hear role-playing gear in WoW it's bags? Well, we saw that, but it was more just like <laughs> classic. Cut off and up room classic or items or like yeah, skimpy skirts. Yeah, yeah, yeah really. <laughs> Usually yeah, skimpy skirts to dance on the mailbox in the city. I like, I like how cities. Nick Fenton is laughing as if Nick hasn't done this too. It's a nervous laughter. <laughs> it's, it's a nervous it's a, laughter. It's, it's, a, defl- it's, it's a deflective it's... laughter. I've never <laughs> oh, you guys are so funny. Yeah. It's so weird that you guys play on an RP server. I've oh. never done that. That's so weird. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's so. yeah, so customization. <laughs> yeah, uh, from customization we'll custom to, to, to LARPing. Yeah. <laughs> Can I put a skirt on my Mac? <laughs> oh, God. Amazing. I won't say no at this point, but... Uh. Yeah, I mean, I, we, we haven't made one yet. You know that price range you gave me? Million dollars. It's coming in for a skirt. For, for you. Five dollar five skirts. <laughs> uh, all right, so, next question. We got Chris Jones asks... Will the game be available on Steam at some point in time? So probably on, but we'll see. Oh, Paul's, <laughs> Paul's jumping on that one. Go ahead, Paul. Jason, you want to take this one? <laughs> wow. Uh, uh, no. Well, well, what I will say is, uh, as of as of right now, there are no immediate plans uh, to have Hawken out on Steam. Um, at least right now, we've been in talks with them. It's it's not something that uh, obviously we all love Steam. There's a lot of, uh, you know, Steam is Steam is awesome as a platform. Hack we love you, Steam. It, 
we love you, Steam. It has nothing. Um, you know, it's we not, are. It's not you. It's us. It's us. <laughs> no, we are. I mean, we are. We are open to it. Um, you know, down the line, what we want to do is what we're focusing on right now is making sure that the game works, that it runs smooth, that we're ready there for launch in December. We have our own. Um, you know, we have our own. You know, our back end that we're building. There's a lot to this game behind the scenes and behind the curtains that uh, it's a lot more complicated and a lot more detailed than it may seem, even on the surface. And um, uh, I know there will probably be other discussions and other announcements about about some of those details about what we're actually doing uh, server-side. So it's not that we don't want Steam. It's that we are focusing our time and efforts right now on just making sure the game uh, runs and works really well on launch. So uh, yeah. Steam is something that's possible in the future, but right now we aren't planning on launching on it. Yeah, it's... it's like like Jason said, we, we I mean, first one of the things that's important to remember is that like our game's very complicated and has a lot of interconnected systems, and so you know getting those systems to work with a another platform is not trivial. So right. we definitely you know that takes time, and it's I'd say it's time we we don't have right now because we're like right. Jason said more focused on just getting the game out, and we have to focus on that and and make sure that we're worried about the quality of the game. Uh, but but yeah, we definitely want the game out as on many uh, on as many platforms as as possible, right? Like I don't think we would ever say like yeah, exactly. no, we don't want to put this game on a platform that has twenty million or forty million people playing. <laughs> you know, like no, we don't want to put this game on on consoles. Like we would never say that because that's silly. Of course we do. Of course we want to put the game out to where as many people can see it as possible. All right, so there you go. Maybe at some point. Uh, <laughs> at Sage, at Sage the Elephant asks, how shitty of a PC can I get away with to run Hawk? <laughs> oh, That's a great I, question. That is a great question, especially the, the phrasing of that in particular. <laughs> it was rather, was rather sweet. Um, we are, I know that's, 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 a, that's a totally good question. I have a lot of people asking about that stuff. Um, what I will say is, I'll sort of phrase it this way. Internally, we have our min specs that we're, you know, that we're shooting for. We are a, uh, since we are a free-to-play game, we would be absolutely shooting ourselves in the foot, in the head, in every place else that you can think of if we were limiting um, our game to be able to only run on high-end PCs. Just, it's not feasible. We have, uh, we, we've announced we have a deal. I mean, we are going to China. Um, and there are other places in the world that uh, you know that we're that we're going to be there, and not all PCs are super high-end PCs. What is really important to me is for the game to be in as many hands as possible to give people the options there. I'm all about as a PC gamer. I'm all about options, right? I'm all about, hey, let's yeah. let's let's. All right, so the game doesn't necessarily look the prettiest thing in the world. Just just dial those settings back. But if you want something that's really going to push the hardware you have, just push that stuff up. Turn all those options out and make it super pretty, and uh, you know, and we'll and we'll have an option for that. So we are. I have right now. I'm looking out the window, out upon the sea of an awesome team here, and there are more. There are a few people right now who are doing nothing but optimization. Uh, uh, can I get one of those whistles again? Just no. just one. They were pretty damn good whistles. Yeah. I, I thought maybe I was the only one, but. <laughs> The chat nice. is like blowing up with your whistles. There's a new hashtag going <laughs> it out. Sounded it's quick really tip whistles. It. Yeah. I don't know if it was Skype or something because it was like, I don't know, some next <laughs> level whistling. I was trying I so say... hard not to laugh and I just <laughs> I couldn't do it. <laughs> so as I as I lifted my head up, 
there are uh, I'm looking out over the sea of people, <laughs> and there are there are multiple people right now working just on optimization. Can we just get some That's MP3s important. that I can download of? <laughs> really, really what either. it is. Really, what it is is it's 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 like Grandma's boy. Jason has actually been working on a mech game for so long. He actually makes mech noises now when he moves. So <laughs> <laughs> every step just oh man. <laughs> I'm a, I am a little crazy. I do tend to do uh, I, I do tend to do sound effects sometimes, just for I don't know, just for what I do. I guess I got <laughs> I, I got to tell you. Uh, so so there you go. There that's that's you, the yeah. answer. We want to be on in as many PCs as possible, and optimization is a huge focus for me right now. I have multiple people on it. That's well, actually one of the things that a big big focus for us for these these alpha and beta tests is we're actually getting machine information and getting compatibility testing data right you know uh, yeah. it, that's the thing with PCs that's so crazy I've been you know I've I've been a huge PC enthusiast for a long time and I I build my own machines I I don't buy from from companies anymore and so like there's so many possible permutations yeah. of what can be inside of a PC and it's like mind-boggling how like just one little stupid thing like oh they're using this type of memory with this graphics card and boom all of a sudden because of the way the memory writes to pages or because of the fact that like AMD processors do low-level math differently than Intel processors processors do all of a sudden your like quantum determinism breaks and you know like it's Paul's funny but tip. Your quantum determination will break if you're. It's funny. It's funny. It sounds like a, it sounds like a joke, but like I actually worked on a game where like we were porting it to PC, and because of the way they were doing the network, uh, they weren't using lockstep, which is a very typical kind of network programming stack. They were using a, a method called quantum determinism, which essentially says like based on all the possibilities and realm of of, of data points that I have, there's only really one li- likely outcome for this next event. So uh, Paul's so telling a, you how to make games too now. It's a it's, <laughs> yeah. It's a it's a form of interpolation, but it, it essentially. Did John Carmack just join us? <laughs> <laughs> sorry if I got a little deep dive there. Did I just <laughs> chat with science? I'm sorry. Someone said it AA Hawking over here. Yeah. <laughs> but the I, vector that's, interpolation yeah. coordinate plane. Oh, he's pulling Carmack on us. <laughs> oh, shit. He's in the house, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> oh, don't kill our buzzball. Sorry, guys. Um, yeah, but I mean that stuff happens with compatibility. So we want people to be able to play the game, and we want it to be, people to be able to play the game regardless of what they're using in their machine. Unless, I mean, if you're using an e an e machine, I don't know, guys. Uh, <laughs> might have to upgrade. Might want to upgrade. You look even if you look at something as simple like as a driver version. The amount of performance gain and lost between driver versions for a game is massive. And you factor in every single piece of hardware in a machine. It's a lot of combinations. Yep. Yeah, yeah, but this game is running on Unreal. If I'm Unreal three, yep. Unreal 3. Yeah. it's running on Unreal three. And if you're if you if you're playing Unreal three games on your machine already, then you're already in a good place. Yep. Yeah, if you guys know, uh, I mean, a lot of our fans have played Black Light Retribution, and that game is bad. Looks... Just kidding. Okay. <laughs> wow, dude. Wow. Good thing Jared can't watch today. <laughs> uh, but uh, that game looks absolutely fantastic on as high as everything can go and you can still run it on low and it's still you know very much playable unreal 3 is very so you scalable. can expect that yeah yeah it, it <laughs> plays well so expect that i would say just as a rough estimate this is not something that i i i want people to you know to completely hold me to but if you want like a rough estimate like the videos and stuff that you've seen those are sort of in the you know what i would say is sort of the upper mid 
kind of specs. Um, there's a lot of stuff that we're going to be putting in that's going to look even like that's going to sort of push the higher end even higher. So, um, yeah, that's what that's what I would say in the videos videos that you've seen. Those I wouldn't so that say that those are high specs. Um, those are you know high medium specs is is probably what I'd say. So people should you know keep your keep your ears open on uh, on us when we talk about our our specs. But ultimately, that's the bigger picture. Just as many. Uh, it's going to look many, better than that. I'm going to upgrade just so I can run it. As, as many people <laughs> as, as many people who can play it as possible. That's that's really the goal. All right, so we have one last question. This one's from Fat Attack eighty two. Are there going to be night maps? Oh, oh good night maps. Good question. Um, nothing I can promise right now. Nothing, nothing <sighs> I can, nothing I can right. promise. But look, let me. This is that's a lot of stuff that we've, uh, you know, that we've that we've talked about uh, is not only in maps. I mean, we have we have. Oh man, I can't. The 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 maps that. Uh, the maps we have in store, you guys wouldn't believe. I'll just leave it at that. What a troll. I think, I think there was that is a troll question. But <laughs> it's it's such a, a troll question. I know, Nighthawk and I, oh, I get it. <laughs> Here it comes. Yep, all right. Well, <laughs> it had to happen. But I think there was a, speaking of maps, regardless of Fat Attack's epically well-played troll. Um, Unicorn map? <laughs> that would actually be pretty awesome, though. A it would actually be because uh, I think there was map. two maps playable at PAX, if I'm not mistaken, there were or a second map. Three playable at PAX. You heard it here there first, a... Mod. There's going to be a robot unicorn map. Dude, <laughs> there it is, guys. <laughs> <that> amazing, Jason. <laughs> Lindsay Shire Cross. Yeah, nothing but rainbows come out of the thrusters. <laughs> <laughs> it'd, be like, it'd be like Pyromania, except on Hawkins. So there you go, guys. Um, that pretty much wraps it up here with the guys from Hawken. We are giving away those codes. As we said, there was a tweet that we tweeted, which you need to retweet. I just said tweet a lot, so too. Apparently, it has something to do with Twitter, is what you're it saying? Has, yeah, well, I'm, it might be related. If you haven't you learned anything else account. tonight, you've at least learned how to be the best fucking Hawken player on the planet, courtesy Pro of... Tips. Yeah. Tips. Paul. We'll make sure that Paul back on once the esports really get going here, so he can. He'll be the one standing on the pedestal holding that gold medal. <laughs> yeah, we'll see about that. That's yeah. going to be really. That's going to be really tricky when most people here at Adhesive can beat him. So. <laughs> so actually, I don't know. It's actually not true, but there are people at Adhesive who can beat me. One in particular, Miles. Miles is a deadly bastard. Most. Uh, well, I guess we'll just see when it uh, when it hits, won't we, Paul? Yeah. Well, uh, we can see right now. Hey, Alpha's going, Jason. I've been waiting in those servers. Where have you been? You do realize I, you do realize I have the power to make it so you, you never win, right? <laughs> God damn it! <laughs> Hashtag PTP going down. Uh, <laughs> uh. All right, guys. Thanks so much to Hawkin for being on tonight. We're going to take a break, and then we will be back with the show proper, heading into the news and all that for you guys. And uh, thank you so much, Jason and Paul, for coming on. Yeah, thanks, guys. Everybody loved it. Uh, and uh, Alpha, you can win it. We just said that. Beta coming up after that. And then 12-12-12, of course, is the release of Hawken. That's right. So keep, keep tuned to us for news. And the, the, we got Twitter world. handles, Jason, your digital hues. Paul right. was Pablo Ponage. And then follow uh, Hawken at Play Hawken. 
Um, yep. Everyone is uh, everyone is welcome to on on Twitter. We're pretty personable. I try to get back to everybody. I know Paul does too, and and certainly the Playhawk and handle uh, that alias. Um, definitely, community is a big thing for us. So say hi. Don't be afraid to. And be on the lookout for that pro tip, Paul guide, pros. Oh <laughs> God! Seriously, guys, I dropped that shit like gold. So uh, watch out. <laughs> 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 right, we'll be back after this break. <laughs> oh, pretty sure U.S. U.S. currency is going to get swapped out for just pro tips. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I actually can I pay you in pro into, tips? Yeah, I'll walk into a local Seven Eleven and just be like, "Do you know who I am?" <laughs> Somebody will ask to pay in pro tip players, and you'll would say, you like no, to I'll pay in pro tips? Uh, check so a pro just, tip. So I'm just asking to be permanent podcast members. <laughs> pro tips will be like countries too. So like depending on who gave the pro tip, it will be more or less valuable. <laughs> the currency so Korean pro tips are going to be the most the valuable in the world. Yeah. Pro tip arbitrage. What is your yen to pro tip exchange rate? <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Thank you so much. Yeah, that was a blast. On. We re- really had fun. No problem. You guys are great. Anytime. Yeah, absolutely. Anytime. It was awesome. So we'll go into the normal podcast here, a sort of abbreviated version. Um, we'll try to get through quickly. As those guys took up a lot more time, man. They were very talkative, very cool. So uh, what have you guys... Well, this is probably, I don't know, for most of us, probably pretty easy question to answer. But what have you guys been playing this past week of awesome uh, releases? Uh, 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 Borderlands Team- Torchlight 2? Team, yeah. Team Fortress 2. Except John. Except John. And then I'm going to regret the decision of Mr. Pandaria. Did you really do it? Oh, no. yeah, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it after the show. I feel like I have to just because I pay for the yearly subscription and it's not up for another two months. Like, what the fuck am I going to do with it just sitting there? I might as well just get a level 90 and then quit. Do you, so, yeah, do you my- feel like at this point you're like clinging on to old memories of World of Warcraft? Like you're just trying to gra- no, you're I, grabbing air John for always, stuff. John always gets super into it for like the first month of an expansion. He gets yeah, super into it. Yeah, and then he stops <laughs> right after it's that. It's just not it's not even that good anymore. But there's nothing else for me to play because like like Borderlands two, I think I, I think I could probably play it. But Torchlight, Diablo games like that, they're just not for me. So they're just not. I don't like loot games. We can play Smite, but, but you fell asleep at like eight p.m. <laughs> I did, and I slept until like noon the next day. It was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to the ladies of Kill Jaden. Just said in the chat. Uh, but yeah, I'm not going to take the plunge. I tell you what, I would buy it because it's only 15 bucks for this expansion. What? I would really? buy. Yeah, on New Eggs, 15.99. Um, I would have gotten it, but I just can't. The subscription. If there was no subscription, I would buy it right now and play. John's buying but- it right now. <laughs> Yeah, John is buying it right now. So give me um, a key to activate now or do I have to wait for it to get here? I don't know. I didn't look. I just saw it advertised on New Eggs thing. Yeah, uh, your best you want it right away is probably probably just get it from Blizzard. Fifteen dollars is the strategy guide, you fucking retard. Oh, was it? Strategy guides. It's not much more than the limited edition guide's thirty bucks. Buy me a month. I'm not gonna play the game. There, there must be people that are buying them if they're still making like physical strategy guides. I don't. It's forty. Yeah, it's forty. Me and me and all sham. We're playing. Let's go, Mark. Hell, that is a fucking ripoff. It should be twenty bucks. That's terrible. That's terrible. 
Fuck that. Forty dollars. <laughs> I'm not even gonna nope. buy the game. I'm just gonna buy the strategy guide. <laughs> just gonna read it. That's way too much for some fucking. I'm sorry, dude. This is coming from the guy who's who's waited outside in the freezing cold to spend forty dollars on a World of Warcraft expansion. It's true. <laughs> That's how bad I think pandas are. That's how bad they are. Crashing um, alliance Kung- characters in the hood of Oakland, Pennsylvania. Just buy Kung Fu Panda. It's cheaper and the same thing. <laughs> true. I feel like um, it's probably better than Mr. Pandaria. So I'm guessing. Well, Skidoosh. what were you? Playing? Because I don't know if I saw you on Borderlands. Right? I saw you on Guild Wars a shit ton, I think. Who, me? Yeah. Yeah, I did I did play some Guild Wars. Um, really just Guild Wars and Smite. I don't really know why I've gotten into Smite a bunch, but it's I'm so really good. liking it now. It's it is so good. It's really good. I've, I've, I've traded one high-res game for another. I didn't play any tribes this weekend. <laughs> it takes every game that makes League of Legends and Dota awesome. And then just makes it even awesomer because it's third person. Yeah, yep. I, I like that's, I like the WASD. Point. That's that's like that. The MOBA concept clicks with me if I can still use WASD and move around. So it's been good. Yeah, and it's the the PvP aspect is more prevalent, I think. Yeah, yeah. It's, less... it's, it's like World of Warcraft PvP, except not terrible. World of Warcraft PvP is fucking terrible and Smite's not. Burning Crusade Arena style. That's what we want. Um, But I think Nick and Hex and I have all been pretty much playing the same thing. I mean, Torchlight 2 Borderlands. Do you you really need anything else right now? That's pretty much all I saw on my Steam list this weekend. God, Borderlands 2 launch night, it was that friends list was just (laughs) solid. Through it through, just Borderlands 2, Borderlands 2, Borderlands 2. And I will say this, uh, it's fucking awesome. It oh, yeah. It's actually <laughs> really good. And I actually wasn't, like, I liked the first game. I played about six or seven hours of it, never finished it. But, like, I wasn't super into it. But this game, I was blown away pretty much the entire time I was playing it. Yeah, I mean, it, it's just it, instantly fun. Like, soon, like Borderlands kind of starts out a little slow, but 2, just like, okay, here's a gun, go shoot all the things. And then get more I, guns, can, I can't more think things. of anything from the first one that I miss, really. I think it's all just an improvement for the most part. Yeah, yeah. If you like the first, I mean, one, I think it looked, the second one. The first Borderlands was, I think, just like a concept for them. It's like let's see how well Diablo works. That's pretty much what they saw with Borderlands, I think. And then they got like this cult following, and then they realized how they could just make it incredible, and that's what they did. Yep, yep. And it's, I mean, and the, you gotta say the PC version, really, truly is the version to have. Oh yeah. Yeah, you can tell they put a lot of time into developing it for the PC, like just lovingly so. The menus are solid for once. The, for, the menus in the first one were terrible, and every option yeah, you could awesome. want with a graphics card is in there. Yeah, and they wrote PC players a letter. So, yeah. yeah, and they delivered on every single thing in it. I yep, did not so. play the first one on PC. Gearbox, Gearbox. It seems like out of out of any company really learned from their mistakes in terms of one sequel to the next. As far as, far as the big guns, yeah. They're the, they're the ones who care the most, it appears. But, yeah, the if anyone has... Someone just mentioned physics in the chat. Oh, so the good. NVIDIA physics. Oh, my goodness, in that game. They took full, full advantage of that. Um, but Can't it's, do that with I a mean, console port. Nope. Nope. And I, I've been blown away by that game much surpassed my expectations 
Um, and then there's Torchlight 2, which I now have 20 plus hours in. I'm only oh, about yeah. four. I think I have 10. So, yeah, I, I'm in that mode. I'm already in that mode where my build was not right on my Outlander, so I've re-rolled him. Oh, wow. And I am doing it again. So I'm already in that, <laughs> which is a bad sign for my life. Yeah, once I started um, playing a little more of the Engineer class, I realized like the dual-wield build that I have right now is just terrible. It's just garbage. I need to redo it. But it's like, do I really want to play the first part of the game over again? Because I've died in Elite Hardcore so many times already. Yeah. So, and the difficulty level, just everything about Torchlight 2 has been fantastic. So, if you haven't checked those out, guys, obviously, uh, Borderlands 2 is a uh, uh, premium price right now. It's about 50 or 60 pretty much everywhere. Except for Green Man Gaming, might still have it. There have been deals for like 40, though. Like yeah. 40. Yeah, Green so. Man had it for like 37. Yeah. So, there's deals on that. You can buy a new and... video card and get it for free. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. That's true. That's, pro- that's that basically like the best deal. If you were planning on buying a new video card anyway, and Borderlands, yeah. you could get basically the 660 Ti for the price of a 660 at this point. And if you and, get, uh, if you, if can we clear this up right now though? If you get a new video card and you don't get the 660 Ti Power Edition, I'm going to punch you in your face. What <laughs> if you got two regular 660s? What if I got two 7970s? No, get the 660 Ti Power Edition. So. Uh, and then Torchlight 2, of course, 20 bucks. Yeah, I mean, that's just... It's worth your money. If you liked Diablo 3 at all, if Diablo 3 was your first game in this genre, just get Torchlight 2. Yeah, if Diablo 3 it's... was your first game in this genre, I'm I'm so sorry. I'm so, well, so no, sorry. Well, no, the thing is, is, like, John, for instance, just doesn't like that style of game. Not but if you, liked, if you liked Diablo 3, like, you like the way that plays, then get Torchlight 2. It'll be well worth your 20 bucks. Oh, yeah. Uh, so... Definitely check those out. Even for out, me, so. Torchlight's worth 20 bucks. And a lot of us have played Hawken, and all we can really say, it's pretty good. It's good. That's about as much detail as we can go into with the NDA. We now interrupt your scheduled programming to bring you an urgent broadcast from the front lines of America. So now we're going to move on to some news here, guys. Because we, I mean, we went lots of time with the Hawken guys. We're going to kind of fly through a little bit of stuff here. So Brandon saw this, and so did I. I don't know if you saw this, Hex, as, as the guys who really pay attention to the hardware stories, but the 8000 series already has been leaked. Uh, the specs for the 8870 and 8850. So they still run on Catalyst drivers? Uh, which seem to have been improving quite a bit if you watched the Tech Syndicate video today, um, giving Skyrim 30 more frames with the latest drivers. Is that with so, one card or two? One. Okay. Put another fuck one in and then tell me what happens. Yeah, you lose 85, so... Yeah. You get negative 13 frames. I got into a fucking Twitter fight this week with somebody about how AMD was a fine piece of hardware, and I was like, I'm not arguing that, but show me the Twitter software that runs fight. it. Twitter fight. Twitter fight. Twitter fight. So, so where is this? I'm looking here, Brandon. Actually, so, so there's not there's not really a ton to tell, because it's just a... It's a leaked... It's like a leaked PowerPoint slide, but... Um, the the 8870 and 8850 specs uh, they look pretty impressive, but more than that, I think what is impressive is the supposed MSRP for these cards. The 8870, it, it according to the leak, is going to have an MSRP of two hundred seventy nine dollars. The 8850 is going to have an MSRP of one hundred ninety nine dollars. So 
if if these leaks are right, then it seems like AMD is going to go right for the throat in terms of the price competition right off the bat, which which I think is something they need to do. If you remember with this generation, they started their cards out way too high a price, and then they had, what, three price drops now? Yeah. It, mm-hmm. I mean, it, it's kind of egg on their face, I think, uh, that their pri- their prices are constantly dropping and so I think people that bought those cards early probably feel a bit burned now. So I think in order to stay competitive with NVIDIA, they've, they've probably got to go for that price point right off the bat. And it looks like they're going to. I really just yeah. wish that the, between them and NVIDIA, they could de- like they could decide on what the outputs on their card are going to be. Because like I had the 6870s and then went and bought two active freaking mini DisplayPort adapters. And then oh, yeah, I got, I've got two of those as well. Yeah, now I've got my <laughs> yeah, 60 got, and it's like one DisplayPort, two DBI, and one HDMI. Like just, yeah. do you want to use it's mini? Great. Do you want to use regular? I just wish they would decide think, between DisplayPort and mini DisplayPort. Yeah. And there's no it reason. It should be a standard. That should be an industry standard. Well, I mean, DisplayPort standard, standard for laptops. I just don't understand why. I mean, that that wouldn't be a standard. It would, it fucks up cords. You have to get all these adapters and shit. Like I remounted a monitor this week because of that stupid DisplayPort, but at least it yeah. works. I'm like $130 into adapters because I've run triple monitors. So yeah, that's a I, pain I, point. I, I built monitor stands this weekend with my IKEA hack for twelve for eight bucks each. So I know you beat me, dude. Nice. My hack cost twelve. Yeah, mine. Damn it. Mine. I, my my wheels were on sale for like two ninety nine. My uh my eggs for it and then the shelves were six bucks so i have two fucking gorgeous looking monitor stands for 16 dollars total we've talked we've talked about this before but the ikea monitor stand is 25 dollars the actual monitor stand you buy the parts to make it boom so next up more amd uh and this is well not even speculation this is just more of a heads up um Oh, hold on. Last, last thing is the I think those 8800 cards are are supposedly launching in like January 2013. So yeah. actually not that far away. So everyone knows that Bulldozer was a piece of shit and was terrible and it made me wow. cry because the dude it was fucking It's bad. not an understatement. It was outbenched no. by like i5 750s. My processor the 965 is better than the FX8150. Wow. I was going to say, there's your succinct bulldozer review from Dan. <laughs> yeah, it's a piece it's of fucking shit. Buy it. Um, but follow so, AMD Gaming. And I, I was a huge AMD fan. And I, it still would be great for the industry, as we've said before, if there was some competition. So Pile Driver is coming up soon. Uh, we're not sure exactly when it's coming, but some of the specs uh, have leaked. And the top end one is going to be uh, a 4 gigahertz. Uh, eight core with eight megs of cash at two hundred and fifty-three dollars. Now at that price point, it better be it better be on par with like a thirty-five seventy or something. It better because I mean, there's no point uh, if they're if they're doing it otherwise. Uh, well, that that at least gives me some hope that that there's some performance at least in that top chip because if they're going to charge two hundred and fifty bucks for it, it's going to have to be. I would say like at least 2600 k levels of performance. I mean, we're no, we know it's not going to be a thirty seven seventy k. We know that. No, I mean, but, but that's if they're going to come in above the thirty five seventy k and the twenty five hundred k, they're going to have to beat it. And right now, they're not even close. Yeah, but yeah. if you look at the specs for these right now, even their TDP for their top end is what 
almost 30, 30 watts higher than the 3770K. Yeah, they're really, really power hungry. But it's still it's essentially, essentially, it's a sandy bridge to ivy bridge jump for them, even though there's no power loss. It's, uh, it's, it's like not a huge like new instructions or anything. Yeah, yeah. So this isn't like Ivy Bridge to Haswell. This is like Sandy Bridge to Ivy Bridge. So um, it's not a new architecture. Essentially, it's an improved bulldozer. Fucking yeah. <laughs> Nick Fenton up there. What a what a scumbag up there in the corner. You can, you can see <laughs> but, my glasses uh, floating. It's hilarious. So, but I want these to do well. Not because I want to buy one, but because you want to drive Intel something. to push themselves yeah. again. Intel can literally yeah. sit there for like three years at a time and have no competition, and that's not healthy. I no, need to spend. I need good. to spend money. I think yep. all Intel needs is is the fact that there could be competition. Like they don't know what AMD is doing behind closed doors, and I think it's still at that point where they're not so far ahead that they can really afford to rest. Because AMD could have some sick architecture coming down the line that they don't expect. But I think if they get too far ahead, like we're starting to see, then that drive kind of goes away. So, you've seen what it's done with video cards. Some good, healthy competition. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's really made some bargains out there oh, yeah. as far as what you can get. So, and, and both sets of cards, regardless of the drivers, both sets of cards perform very well and are at pretty good price points right now. So, up next, moving on to this, which I oh, this is so cool. <laughs> the Valve hardware beta starts next year. Uh, be able to possibly beta test some hardware. Um, I really think it's going to be some sort of console. I think Valve's moving to some sort of PC console thing with this. I think they put something uh, wearable and they they put some sort of console or box with it. Yeah. So some of the articles about that actually said that the woman that they talked to from Valve, the wearable technology is actually years off. I would imagine this is going to be closer to like a Steam box to start, yeah. and then they'll gauge the interest for it and then move towards wearable computing. But, I mean, she already said, like, this is our first step into hardware, and the wearable computing is of interest, but it's probably five years down the road from now. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, I agree. But I think I think that their actual, like shipping hardware is still probably two years out oh yeah i agree this is uh, but i like that they're actually letting the hardware go out in public beta like okay well this is our stuff what do you think and they can take community feedback like they do for everything and tweak it from there i'm pretty sure that valve's wearable hardware is just going to be two nintendo power gloves (laughs) i think it'll probably be a hat (laughs) it might be a hat actually given their tf2 hat fetish uh, well, Bob, thanks for spelling out the joke, Dan. Yeah, I got your back, dude. <laughs> it's no funny because I love hats. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, so you can get hopefully get into that beta. We'll see. We'll see what's going on. You'll have a chance in uh, in the spring there, 2013. And up next is. The always batshit insane Dream Machine 2012 from Maximum PC, which I will link in the chat here. Um, and this year, of all years, I think they went above and beyond the Call of Duty, especially oh, with the price. Well, they have game. they have nine hundred plus dollars in custom cooling. I mean, it's just yeah. it's just absurd. 
no, the, I've never seen. I think last year's was like six thousand or something, like which is a pedestrian number compared to the fourteen thousand four hundred eighty-two dollars they spent on this year's model. Um, a whole terabyte of solid state space. I mean, that's ridiculous. Two six nineties. They yeah, they have a four thousand. Yeah, it's four thousand three thousand dollars worth of monitors. It's not just 690s. They're the hydrocopper 690s, which are like $200 on top of a normal one. Keep in mind, guys, you can get a MacBook Pro for the same price. This is definitely the (laughs) better deal. (laughs) (laughs) $14,000. This is definitely the better deal of the two. Um, 12 gigabytes of storage. 64 gigs of 2133 RAM. Yeah, they said they're using part of it as like a RAM drive. Yeah. They're using half of it as a RAM drive and half of it for the PC. $700 I just linked it in job, chat, so. people. There you go. Um, yeah, custom paint job. How much was that? 700 bucks. Yes. <laughs> 700 bucks on a TJ07, which is my... Or a TJ11, which is even bigger. God. Uh, it's, Silverstone makes some amazing cases. Yeah, that's a 600 or $590 case on this monster. Um, I love Silverstone cases, but they are... St- they are so expensive. Uh, and I love I love just seeing, it just cracks me up, seeing the Cyborg Rat Albino $99. <laughs> just like in the middle of like this Of multiple massive, digit prices? Like yeah. massive. Jesus. I love how they money. threw Win 7 Professional. They should have said, we just pirated that shit. <laughs> like they should have just thrown that on the end. Well, if you're paying uh, $14,000, yeah, you really don't care. You can care. afford it. They have a uh, they have a freaking Xeon in this thing. A core Sandy Bridge, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I was actually kind of surprised they went with that though, because they you can't overclock it, or at least not with. Uh, I don't think you can multiplier overclock it. No, they said you can't, and they said they thought about the sacrifice there, but decided for like content creation stuff, this would still be better. Yeah, <laughs> just because of the A cores. Um, or they could just go to Dell. So. Yeah, they could, dude. You could have got dude. A Dell. We got a Dell. So they benchmarked it, and it actually didn't do that crazy. Well, it did in the 3D Mark. The 3D Mark was just the 3D Mark was double their test system. Mm-hmm. With their test system had a 3930K and a GTX 690 in it, and this just basically doubled it. So it's uh. It's pretty crazy. We just kind of threw that in there because of how completely insane it is. Um, and it actually is. It works. All right. So we're going to take a quick 30-second break, and we'll be back with some game news for you, bros. Oh, $14,000. I couldn't believe it, actually. I don't think they've ever gone that expensive. <laughs> yeah. They, well, and and they, I mean, they really went off the rails, like, with two of those crazy expensive Dell monitors, too. Yeah. They're super good, Or you could make, like, seven really good PCs and have a LAN room. (laughs) Yeah. What what I don't get is, like, why even stop at two Dell monitors? Why not just, you know, why not get six of them and have a a $22,000 PC? You could have gotten a car, or you can have a PC. If you're spending, again, if you're spending $14,000 on PC, you probably have a car. (laughs) <laughs> I probably have probably lots have, of cars. Yeah, yeah. Lots of cars. Lots of cars and lots of houses. Lots of cars. Lots of women. <laughs> so, up next we have some game news. With uh, first of all, we're starting with a throwback here. 
kind of an amazing mod too and a pretty massive undertaking um we posted this uh today actually um the skywind mod is it's not quite out yet i don't believe um this guy is modding the entire town of morrowind into skyrim um, those elder scrolls fans are crazy yeah those guys are nuts I've actually heard from multiple people who've played a lot of games in the series that Morrowind is the best one. I've never played that one. It is. So, I've played Oblivion, but I haven't played Morrowind. I hated Oblivion. I like Oblivion. You have to mod the shit out of it, but I like it. Um, so, yeah. The, so, go ahead and uh, you can, if you're a modder, you can try your hand at this, too, because he needs help, apparently. We've got a link there. Um in that article. But yeah, so it's a pretty massive mod, probably the biggest mod uh, that I've seen as far as scale. So definitely check that out, guys, especially if you're a Skyrim fan. Can't get enough mods. Um, next thing up, another classic R- RPG. I don't know if, if Hex kickstarted this one. He might have. Yep. Uh, Project Eternity, which is being done by Obsidian, uh, who made... Well, actually, there's a lot of classic guys behind this. Uh, the guys who made Fallout 1 and 2, Fallout New Vegas, Icewind Dale, Planescape Torment, Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic, Arcanum, and the Temple of Elements of Evil, which I had never heard of that game. Oh, you never heard of that? The last one. No. Go back and play that one. You'll like it. But they are getting together to make a Baldur's Gate-style old school on the Infinity Engine RPG. And they kickstarted it. Is it still? Yeah, it's still, still going. Three on, weeks to go. They're currently at one point nine million dollars up there. Original one point one million dollar goal. So they're crushing. One point nine million dollars, and I'm actually really interested in this because I uh, Star Wars: Night of the Old Republic, the the original one there is is amazing, and of course the Fallout games are are fantastic. So. Uh, definitely put some money towards that if you're interested in it. Uh, it should be amazing. It's basically an all-star team. Oh yeah, of developers. It's like an RPG from dream old team. RPGs. Yeah, and uh, it's going to be kind of Baldur's Gate style. They said it's going to end up being not turn-based combat, but like you'll be able to pause combat, kind of like Final Fantasy actually, like or like War. Final Fantasy. Yeah, and Final Fantasy VII a little um, is is what I got out of it. So. Um, definitely check that out. I am super pumped for it. I'd heard about it, but I hadn't really read too much into it until this Ars Technica article. And watch the uh, watch the Kickstarter video because it's cool just to see these basically legends in game development talking about it. So next up, we have Diablo three, which they just can't stop messing with. Um, and hopefully I'll have a bigger article about this in the next couple weeks. But I actually like some things they're doing. Basically, patch 1.05 is going to be an absolutely massive patch for the game. Uh, it's going to bring back some things from Diablo 2. I wonder why I like it. <laughs> um, but they're going to bring back uh, monster power, which was a thing you could do if you were playing solo in Diablo 2. You could put in a console command called Players 8. And it would make the game as difficult as as if there were eight players in the game, and so everything would scale up. Loot loot drops would scale up. Everything, uh, so you could play that solo and get more drops. 
So they've put that in, and what they want to do is allow players to set the difficulty. And if you play it on default, uh, it'll actually be easier than the current game. So Nick fell asleep. It does look like Nick fell asleep. It does. He might have. Or he had a heart attack. I think your webcam is frozen. <laughs> yeah, it is, okay. but that's sweet. Yeah, I'm, lo- I'm looking at it. I just look like my head is on my desk. <laughs> so it looks it looks, uh, it looks, looks pretty good, to be honest. And they're also introducing something which I've talked about before, uh, which was uh, the Uber bosses in Diablo 2, which are basically much harder bo- versions of the current bosses. Uh <laughs> Jason Hughes trolling our Skype chat. <laughs> uh, but you can make this Inferno machine now and fight a couple bosses at once. They won't go into too much detail, and you have to collect the parts, and that will take a lot of time. And then you can make a unique ring out of it. So they're trying desperately, desperately to make the game relevant again. Uh, how much that's going to work? They need I a don't fucking know. ladder. Yeah, dude, tell me about it. Why did people even play? D2. It was all about the ladder. The ladder even had better items than the regular game that you could only get in ladder. I just don't understand what they what they've been doing with D3 casual, overall. Casual game, just lol. Just get just get Torchlight Two, bro. Yeah, well, I think <laughs> just do that. I, I do have to give them a hand though. Like they've been pretty vocal about the changes they're trying to make. I, I, yeah. I think I think they're probably not satisfied. It, it doesn't sound like they're satisfied internally with kind of the, no, games, not at the all. game's post-launch reception. Because they've been, they've been pretty public about all these patches. I think the thing, yeah. the thing that I think they really have to get out is, is PvP. Like, not having PvP at this point, I think for them, looks kind of embarrassing, given how long the game has been out. And the fact that they were kind of like, oh, it's not going to be at launch, but, you know, it's going to be there pretty soon after. And, you know, I think this says... Uh, Wilson, Jay Wilson said they're trying to get it out this year. I hope you get it out this year. There, there's a lot of big games coming down the line, and Diablo 3 is, is quickly, quickly losing relevance. Well, and Blizzard's yeah, about wait. to release uh, Heart of the Swarm. They're going to release one of their own big games. So Yeah, they're going to stomp on their own game, pretty much. Especially if they, uh, if they come out with that, and then the PvP patch comes out like at the same time. You'd think they would try to stagger that. Well, I but. think the the one good thing is that uh, there's so many changes with each with each patch that's coming down the line that someone that did buy Diablo three and maybe maybe enjoyed it and just got bored or kind of got disenfranchised with the auction house or whatever it was, if you come back to Diablo three, you know, in six months or so, it's going to be a whole different game in, in terms of the way it plays. So you'll probably be able to get a lot of replay value out of it once a lot of the stuff is patched. And, you know, you've been away from the game so long. It basically just sounds like the game got pushed out and it actually needed about six to eight more months of development time before it was polished enough to be released. And that is my biggest complaint with their merger with Activision is that, like, Blizzard would never do that. They've canceled entire games because it wasn't up to snuff. Just forget it. Cancel it. StarCraft Ghost, WarCraft Adventure, both scrapped because they weren't ready. Or StarCraft Ghost. I really wanted that. I think everybody really wanted that. So... So yeah, I think they're moving in the right direction in some ways. I'd probably try this patch. I will probably 
give give D three a go with this patch, honestly, because I want to see what the Inferno Machine does. But moving on next to one of our favorite games, Killing Floor, uh, getting Steam Workshop support, making it easier for you guys to get some of the absolutely crazy mods that are out for Killing Floor, and making it easier for modders to get it to you. So definitely check that out. It's uh, uh, it's coming out soon. Isn't Left 4 Dead 2 also getting Steam Workshop? It just got it is, it, yeah. and then. Uh, all the Red Orchestra games That's a are lot getting of stuff. at the same time. So, if you're into mods, and there is a KB Mod Killing Floor server, kbmod.com slash servers. Uh, so, check that out. But, yeah, there's a lot of cool mods. There's a full Doom 2 mod. There's a level uh, that's fully in hell. Uh, there is a gun game, which I played one night with, like, 30 people. It was insane. So, there's a lot of mods out there for Killing Floor, but that's definitely one of our favorite games if you don't have it. Um, it's on sale. Oh, I guess it's over now. Yeah, it was on sale this weekend. Um, it goes on like sale like bucks. every month, so just yeah, wait, it's wait on for sale. the next cycle. And now it's time for Twitter questions with the KB Mod Podcast. We're going to move straight on into Twitter as time is becoming of the essence. Um, what does this first question even mean? I would go ahead and ask it, but I don't even know. So... On to Twitter, um, <laughs> basically, Daz Assassin wants to know, which KB Mod member would you take with you to the grave? Wow. wow. No I, delay. Nick, would, Nick Fenton, so I could rest my head upon his supple breasts for all of eternity. <laughs> At least they're supple, <laughs> if anything. At least. How supple are your tenders, Nick? My tenders, wow. <laughs> tenders. <laughs> <laughs> Flashy right there. Wow. Um, they're pretty supple. <laughs> I've got three nipples, so. He does have three nipples. Supple is the best word. Supple is the best word. My supple tenders bring all the boys to the yard. <laughs> I guess I would have to go with Nick by default because I assume the question implies that we're both dead. Yeah. Right. So. Hugh, kill Nick Fenton 2012. Still funny. Hugh, 420, ganja. <laughs> No, I didn't say because I wanted to kill you. I said because I wanted to rest my head yeah, upon your supple I mean, tenders for all of eternity. Understandable. You're very comforting, Nick. You're, you are. You're very. You're very he's, he's. He's. A, he's. If you got to spend your life with somebody, you want somebody as loving and nurturing as Nick. Yeah. Mm, you know what, Scott? Nurturing. Nurturing. I don't. I don't know. I don't. Scott hits. I don't want Scott, Scott hits. Does he? Scott hits. Scott drinks too much. Scott has Scott night terrors. <laughs> <It's just> like, <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't think that would really carry over when you're dead. He has he has uh, dead tra- terrors. So next question, Mike. St- I still don't know what the fuck this guy's Twitter name Mike means. Still I'm sorry, dude. Mike Stilly Diggin. <laughs> if you could bang one video game character, who would it be? <laughs> I'm gonna leave out that second half, but. If you could bang one video game character, who would it be? Didn't we answer this Princess Toadstool, just to find out why Mario was so about that pussy. Yeah, dude. <laughs> I just he need to know. That shit, that shit must that be life. fantastic. Because that shit went on for like 20 years. He was all about that. Yeah, dude. He rescued her from like 80,000 castles. It's just changed Mario. Be like, that pussy in another castle. <laughs> <laughs> Ghetto Mario. Yeah, it's got to be Toastal. Tris Marigold is a fucking, oh, good, Alex Vance, fucking good answer. Alex Vance. 
Triss Marigold is a good is a Thank good God, one from The Witcher. <laughs> Tiny Tina from Borderlands. God, she's like thirteen. It's <laughs> terrible. It's terrible. Uh, and she's the fat like, lady. Oh, Ellie. Ellie? Yeah, wow. I'm all about that yeah, Ellie. That's great <laughs> Take that for a ride. Take that Ellie for a ride. Yeah, she's pretty supple um, in her tenders. Yeah, she's real supple. Maybe Michelle <laughs> from Portal. There you go. Yeah, she's been lonely for a while too. So she's lost him for the gock. Yeah. <laughs> Imagine the things you could do with portals. Imagine. <laughs> Imagine the sex that could be had. <laughs> Imagine that. I think there's a lot of Rule 34 gifts. M plus, like, you know, you, yeah. can, you can do the momentum with the portals, so you could just, like, stand here with a boner and throw her, and she'll start gaining momentum, and then you just jump in between the portals. That'd be, oh, that'd be fantastic. Tear your penis off, I have a feeling. You could That's a whole new definition of Pound Town. You take her straight to Pound Town. Wow. <laughs> there... Now that I think of it, there are some really awful things you can do with portals. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, speaking of awful things to do with portals... Dude, no, no, this way. If you're banging her in between the portals and you, like, shit, <laughs> it's gonna come and hit her in the face. <laughs> <laughs> Why would you think of that? Why would you think of that? <laughs> Why not? Just shit oh, into God. the portal and have the other portal in her face. This is officially the last KB Mod podcast. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> so, this next question though is relevant at rohan one one two two one one asks how are babies born how is baby formed how is baby <laughs> formed how is baby formed how are babies did anybody born? else have that moment in school when you had to watch the the birth in like health class and it was like yeah. the most terrifying thing it was terrifying no, like, what kind of fucked up school did you go to public school i've <laughs> I've seen it's basically like that. You know how much I would laugh if I had to watch that in health class and then John's face came out of a woman's vagina? <laughs> I've I've seen two births live and uh the middle school thing is still traumatizing. It's as hell. That's, that's if terrifying. I could avoid seeing one live, that'd be great. Well they come out of the belly button, right? I mean it's not that gross. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a you know, chest girls, girls pee out of their butts, so it's fine. There's a kid in high school who thought babies came out the butt. What's gross yeah, about a baby. bird dropping off a baby at your door? I don't, I don't get it. A stork? Yeah. Yeah. That's Next question. Whackman3209 wants to know, what is the best porn site? Nfen.com slash meatspin. Meat, meatspin.com. Definitely. Just, I'll stick, I'll stick. Yeah. yeah, I'll stick to Newegg. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> PC, PC part picker. Pretty good, although there's less pictures. KBmod.com. <laughs> wow. YouTube.com slash nfanvids. Yeah. <laughs> Anything on that page. God, that's really bad porn. Do not link porn links in the chat, please. Thank you. Where are my mods at? Come on. <clears throat> um, <laughs> somebody, oh, somebody went ham. Wow. <laughs> at Zygnotic asks at Zygnotic asks why does soap smell good but taste bad that's a fantastic question because they say <laughs> that 80% of your taste is smelling I don't know Did anybody I don't even have, have an answer have to, that, to be honest like, soap in their mouth Dan's balls smell terrible but taste fantastic so. 
Eighty percent of the eating of Dan's balls was through your nose. <laughs> Anybody else have to eat have uh, soap in their mouth when they were a kid for swearing? Yeah, no? yeah I never I had to do that. No, I had it once. I didn't yeah, even swear. Him. I said when I was a little kid, I swore. I just you know. I said you you're a witch with a B. That's literally what I said, and I I got I had I got soap in my mouth for that. I didn't even say. Is, I didn't even say bitch. I said you're a witch with a bee. Did you have that dirty pedo stash when you were in, when you were toddler as well? <laughs> yeah. Of when I came, came out, out of the of womb. <laughs> <laughs> when you came was, out of the belly button. How, you... how terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> I hope someone makes so, an animated gif of that. <laughs> next question at very excellent ass. If you had to drown Nick Fenton in a bath of soup, which kind of soup would it be? Forced. I felt, despite the dead meme it, in there, I felt this was an interesting. Can it be question. tomato soup? Because that's my favorite. And if I'm going to get drowned in soup, can it at least be my favorite? That's true. Okay. That's, that's a French onion, so oh. I can also Ew. smother you. So I can also smother you with cheese. <laughs> Actually, what kind of cheese? Uh, provolone. <laughs> Okay. That's the kind of cheese you put on French onion <laughs> soup. I don't and I can like, stuff you full of croutons and provolone cheese. I, I would put you in like a nice gumbo. Like a really nice spicy you gumbo. Because you're going to ruin something. Make it something nice. I don't nice. want to get killed by Brandon. Wonton <laughs> soup. I still say gumbo, gumbo can have crustaceans in it. And lobster bisque. Lobster bisque is a great idea too, Nick. Yeah, yep. lobster. That yep, would terrify that's Nick. Great. Great call. That's great, man. You wouldn't even have to kill me. I'd die in the soup just because I was there. Just being in that. What about wonton soup? How Ooh, would you feel about that? That's a it's little racist. Based. From what I hear, it's pretty based. Uh, only if you park your car beforehand. Yeah, yeah. There's some some woman sexing in there too. I don't know where that happens though. Um, in the soup. At, at yummy man ass asks, "What are your views on the paranormal?" Oh my god, I'm so scared right now. Yeah, white ditto is my only view on the paranormal. <laughs> That's it. That's the only view I have. White ditto. I don't know. I've never had Brandon's an experience. paranormal every podcast, so we doesn't. Yeah. I mean, we've confirmed otherworldly activity. We have a ghost on our podcast every week. Yeah, the ghost of Scott that. Fisher. Yeah, ghost of Scott Fisher. <laughs> it even sold out. It only lives in very fancy houses. Only haunts rich people. Fucking Scott. Next question. This one, I, I, I only picked it for the hashtag. But uh, <laughs> at, at KDZen18 asks, if you had to replace your left hand with a gun, what projectile would the gun shoot other than bullets? Hashtag Queen Latifah 2012. Because she a thick bitch. Because <laughs> she a thick bitch. <laughs> you, you heard it here first. Hey, didn't I say that on the other one when Queen yeah. Latifah was a topic? From the last from one I was on, <laughs> I would like to shoot a nice avocado out of a gun. Perhaps like whole fruit. Yeah, like, like like a full avocado. Yeah, but like one that's ready to be made into guacamole. Hell, no! I would I would then take the the crushed avocado off of my target and create guacamole. There yes. you go. That's efficient. Portals. I love guacamole. So I shoot portals. Portals. Portals, portals is a good call. Um, so you could shit on one and. Stuff. Yeah, <laughs> right. I'd put my other portal right above your bed. <laughs> Nigerian baby arms cannon. <laughs> yeah, that's Jared Garrett's, Jared Garrett's beard cannon. Just you just 
shoot somebody with it, and boom, instant garrison beard. That's what I would want. That would be kind of sweet, actually. The drildo is not an option. You can't shoot drildos. <laughs> They're attached. All right? They're attached to a drill. You can't shoot them. I like how that's where you get hung up on this question. Like, hold on. That's that's not realistic. You can't shoot a drill, yeah. though. <laughs> Listen, I've had experience with these I things. went to college. <laughs> I went to college for this. and uh, All right. We're coming in on the last question here, bros. And uh, then we're going to talk a small amount of extra life, which I didn't put on here. But uh, at... Fat Attack 82 who had the best most troll question ever for the Hawking guys as our chat exploded with night hawking references um, what was your first job bros I was a dishwasher I was also a dishwasher it was my first paid job where I was on a payroll yeah. but I, I, sh- I shoveled driveways like when I was like 10 all winter oh, yeah. every winter I used to grass when I was a kid yeah, I used to like, I mean, I've worked every day since I've been physically capable of doing so. Like when I was like 10, if it was snowing and it was winter, I was shoveling people's driveways for like six bucks. And then I'd go buy like a Nintendo 64 game for $80 and it was awesome. Yeah. So wh- where did you guys wash dishes? I at? washed dishes at a restaurant called Our Place. I washed dishes for a bar and grill called The Village. I washed dishes for King's restaurants and it fucking sucked. Yeah. I had a lot of friends who worked at King's in high school and they hated it. My manager was on cocaine every day and he was fucking out of his mind on cocaine. It was. Did he do weeds? It was scary. Oh, he did weeds. Whoa, dude. Definitely did weeds. (laughs) He did the marijuana? He did did two weeds once. (laughs) He drank a bottle of weeds and (laughs) OD. And didn't lose his legs like I did. So he was lucky. He was lucky stream. Hashtag awareness. R. Hashtag Johnny. <laughs> was, uh, and Kevin West. I worked at a car wash. I washed cars. You would work at a car wash. It's your big muffler car. car. Wash. <laughs> I, Brandon Brandon had a half shirt like pulled into a knot. He was all soapy. Did you do shorts? Soapy. Yeah. <laughs> working for tips. I'm still working. That's why, Dan, that's why Brandon's place. bankrupt now. Yeah. <laughs> Brandon's first job was like the summer before he went to college, just so you guys know. Yeah, his job before that was playing World of Warcraft in complete silence in his house. <laughs> was I was paying that. for it. Yeah. <laughs> that's a that's yeah. Right. yeah that, that's, that's too accurate. close to <laughs> that's a true story. Yeah, help help Dan get legs at donations.keylogger.ru target fuck kbmod.chineseslaves.net. That is where you can donate. What about you, Knack Finton? I'm still working my first job, which is... I don't want to be too specific because it's a small business in Minnesota, and those probably wouldn't be too hard to find, but it's uh, a medical equipment. The Mall of America is not small. Yeah, the Mall of America lead mopper. I I thought you'd work for Mark and Jarden. Yeah, I'm co-workers with Mark and Jarden at KB Mod. Nick Finton makes real dolls for a living. (laughs) It's... Medical equipment. Nick Fenton, the medical <laughs> equipment is for people to rest their heads on his supple tenders. He's their best-selling <laughs> model of real doll. Real dolls. <laughs> Flesh- I want a Nick Fenton body pillow. Uh, fleshlights count as a medical supply, so that's my <laughs> occupation. He tests them before they go out. God, that would be a great job. It would or be would horrifying it? for the or customer. Or would it? 
just knowing every flashlight ever sold your dick was in before they used it. <laughs> I'm so, gonna go throw up just thinking about it. <laughs> all right, guys. So that was the last question. It went to places I did not think it would go, <laughs> but there we go. Uh, but I just want to say a few words about Extra Life before we actually sign off. It's coming up even closer now, less than a month away, October 19th through the 20th. Uh, looks like we'll have a big land contingent at uh, Bob Postal's house, and um, everyone else will be chiming in with stuff. It looks like we're going to have some plethora of developers on uh, with us throughout the day. Uh, might have some competitive TF2 going on at some point. Rick's coming back. Uh, They're coming back. No no true specifics hammered out. We'll get you guys like a highlight post once we have more uh, more specifics nailed down. But we will have like Hawkins stuff to give away, Blacklight stuff to give away. Uh, Bob's 2500K is being given away. I got to see some of the stuff today that we're giving away at work, and it's pretty awesome. And uh, there is some... <laughs> Bob told me we got some Microsoft swag. Yep. Some of it is Xbox Live-centric, but still, it's stuff. So... Um, we'll be giving tons and tons of stuff away, and we do have the Hawking keys to give away, which we will tweet out. Yes, no. I would, I would if you, hope. If you, yeah, if you retweet the tweet before the stream ends, then you'll so be in like two minutes. Yeah, we'll we'll pick the winners tomorrow. <laughs> All right, guys. So that's it for this episode sixty-one. Make sure to follow us at KBMod Gaming on Twitter. Like us on Facebook. Facebook dot com slash kbmod and of course kbmod.com we have a lot more content coming than we have been putting out hex went ham everyone went ham so lots more stuff coming tomorrow night the grind on this channel probably some torchlight too uh so we will see you then guys thank you so much peace later (laughs) oh that was close i don't know if we were two hours or not that was very close no, we started a little late, so we're all right. Yeah, we 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 got we'll be fine for one video. I also did not mark any of the fucking time shit for Mark. He's gonna stab you. Yeah. Well, the one that the one uh, are we are we live still or are we not? No, we're dead. No, we're dead. I'm gonna run a couple he's got, ads. He's gotta keep. You should keep in that break where <laughs> where uh, Paul was Paul was like singing the beard voice. <laughs> Yeah. Oh no, he keeps. I think he keeps in all. He should keep in the breaks. I'll tell him. Does. He, he said. I think he said he keeps in the ones that are like int- that are interesting. Scott keeps them in because he says they're intimate because he's lazy. Whoa, big lag spike on my end. There. Yeah, I was. I was. It's funny when we had when we had of them on. I wasn't lagging at all. And then when they left, I start like I was getting lag intermittently and stuff. Apparently, the the uh, race to the checkered flag in the Monday Night Football game was pretty fantastic. Apparently, uh, apparently the quarterback threw a three pointer, and he uh, he hauled it down right on the uh, morning track to end did the game. He, so. Did he make par? Yeah, he did. Nice. That's awesome. I love sports <laughs> ball. I'm having Chess start up the post show. Because why not? I did run a lot of commercials in the middle there, but that was on purpose. (laughs) I love how people bitch about it. It's dumb. Who bitches about commercials? 
A lot of people. Really? I guess I just don't pay attention to it. Tons of retweets on that shit. You guys may have to figure it out tomorrow. I don't know. I'm, I'm not. I'm not even doing that tonight. Say I'm not doing that. <laughs> you might want to tweet that that the winners will be notified tomorrow. I, I, still, I, have, okay. I can. I still have the Twitter account signed in. If you want me to tweet it out. Well, no, because they're already. They're. It's already over. I'm. The, the timestamp 